Hey, welcome back. It's another episode of uh, Healthy Nightmares. I just got off of work not that long ago. And I'm feeling pretty good. Despite just having walked over 15,000 steps on average. Just kind of poop, but at the same time, I'm like falling asleep by the end of my shift. Just about slurring my words. So tired. Hand off shift report. And then the moment I walk out of the building, that air hits me and like, boop, wide awake. And you catch your second wind and that usually carries me through long enough to where then I can't hardly sleep. <clears throat> Working night shift's kind of weird. Definitely messes with your circadian rhythm amongst other things. It's not the healthiest of things, but you find a routine. Mine is to slap on an eye mask and stuff earplugs almost to where it's touching my brain it feels like and then i pray that i hear my alarm go off when it's time to wake up and get ready to do it all over again but last night was good figured you know do a little after shift report i woke up before i went in Woke up late, actually. I had to do laundry, so that took a little longer than I had anticipated. Plus, I was messing around here and there. Who am I kidding? And then, you know, you're watching YouTube, maybe scrolling through TikTok, hit a few Reddit posts, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, I'm going to have an hour and a half to sleep. So I slap my eye mask on, just stuff those earplugs clear in there. Oh, forgot to set my alarm, so I'll go back on, set the alarm, finally lay back down, roll over on my side, cram a pillow between my legs, and it actually worked. I fell asleep. Amazing. And then, ba-ding, like I just closed my eyes, it's already time for the alarm. So you drag yourself bleary-eyed. Hop in the shower, do this, get it done. I even managed to shave and, of course, brush my teeth 100%. And I was late, because I take forever. I freaking rushed to work as fast as I could. I may or may not have been going faster than I should have been. But, you know... Somebody decided to blast off in front of me and, you know, not cut me off, but they made it a point that they were getting in there first, and so I let him. Because you know what that means. They just became your shield. So when you're in a hurry, and someone, nope, that's unofficially, uh, allegedly, when someone blasts out in front of you, haul an ass, then theoretically... If you're following up behind them, you give them a little distance. And when they're booking it, you can kind of match speed a little bit as long as you're far enough away. And then when uh, old Mr. 5-0 flags him down with his little speedy gun, guess who g gets the ticket? If done properly, but usually you can get away with it. Takes a little worry off of when you're in a big hurry and have to rush. I'm not condoning speeding, officially, not good, you know, that's how wrecks happen, 
you know? And, uh, but either way, still late. I showed up at, I was supposed to be there at 6.30, and I showed up at 6.37, well, I clocked in at 6.37. Especially, oh man, I get in, I get into my job. And, you know, I'm pushing in, I get there, park the car, lock it up, backpack on, got my jump, I forgot my phone, it fell out of my pocket, unlock the car again, get in, get the phone out, but I lock the car, and it turns into a whole process, and this is the kind of crap as to why I'm late, and I push, and I push, and I get in there, after vaping all the way down the sidewalk, as I, you know, my, uh, well, the day shift leaving, some of them from whatever floors or you know I'm not a dick about it I don't blast it in their face but I try to be somewhat strategic and time it between gaps between people as I'm you know got a lot of space and you know get enough uh, little you know vape in the lungs and then I'm you know nicotined up enough to proceed into hell and need I mention that I wasn't actually working on my floor that night there's a thing called floating where everybody has to take their turn and there's kind of a list that's kept that we cycle through and there's multiple lists for multiple things one of them is floating when you float you basically are the chosen one you are the sacrifice who must be purged to another unit to assist and aid them in their futile efforts of staffing enough people to handle the job because basically there's a a certain census there's a number of people that are allowed to work or needed to work a certain amount of people and a certain amount of patients in the hospital and if you don't you know you have too many people too many patients not enough nurses on the floor then they pull said employees from other floors to fill in the gap and da, 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 you're looking at the guy that did it last night and then ironically enough it actually turned out to be a pretty good night whilst I was dreading it I actually got up there and I was working with some pretty cool nurses things went pretty smooth for the most part it's busy and slightly chaotic but you know, when you get up there, you hope that, you know, you have a decent load of patients. Well, there was three of us. That already is a win. Because when there's only two of you, you have to split half the floor. And that's like 15 people. At the most, I, I guess. But damn. It adds up. And there's a lot of tasks that come with even six to eight people, let alone, you know, the 11 that I had. <clears throat> But, you know, the thing about floating is you get up there and you're most likely working with a bunch of strangers. But I actually knew a few of these guys and one of the gentlemen nurses that I had a couple patients with that I was helping to care of these, you know, a few people alongside him. You know, he has his own set of needs, the things that he needs. And uh, he's a pretty cool guy, actually. Learned a lot of how to progress further in the video game Elden Ring that I've been playing to, you know, help me to relieve the stress of all the insanity that you deal with in daily life and at work. 
for some reason running in and beating a bunch of monsters down with a sword on a video game is quite stress relieving but so i gotta talk to him about that and some cryptocurrency stuff and all kinds of things he's a really intelligent guy so it's kind of fun to get to I, I really do get to work with some amazing people there's there's a lot of fascinating individuals that are in the healthcare field but I get up there and start moseying around you know I get in there I got to put my name up on the board and the nurse and introduce myself to each patient so I'm trying to make it through 11 rooms and you know stop and get report from the CNAs that are leaving for home they pass off report to me and then I take over and I take over the watch the night's watch and try and make sure that everyone stays alive through the night but one thing in particular happened almost right off the bat that was really cool is that well what wasn't cool is that when people send patients to you they're supposed to wait a little bit or at least give you time because there's a transition period from when day or night shift switches over to day or night you know the next one up people need to give you a little bit of time to get settled in between shifts before they start passing patients over because it becomes a whole process and in so doing if they just dump your patients on you haphazardly right in the middle of that it's pure chaos and I just happened to get two people at the same time so that took up a large portion of the beginning of my night <clears throat> but once they were kind of all settled and you start getting vitals you do what you can to try and assist the nurses as much as possible but basically you know, I I meet so many people doing this job and just, I mean, so many faces and so many names that you, you know, a lot of the newer nurses that have been there for a year, even up to five or however long, a lot of them have really sharp memories and they can remember a lot more people and a lot more instances than of their care and everything else and events than I can. I feel like I've just absorbed so many stories and I, you know, people and their woes and their families and the stories and this and that, that eventually my brain just starts purging them left and right. But so, once I had a bunch of people settled in, I had to run across the floor to the other side because there's two rooms where you can get supplies from and I, I go over there and there was a nurse that pulled me aside and was telling me that somebody close to her, I can't remember if it's a family member or just a close friend, was uh, a patient on our floor of like a week ago. And she was trying to describe who it was and where they were, and I couldn't quite place them based on her description. And so I felt kind of bad because then she proceeds to tell me that, you know, he that I was like one of the best people that's helped him and just that I basically it was like the cream of the crop sort of situation and it just was it, it just some really nice very wholesome 
kind things to say, which is like gold in my profession, at least to me, I take it. It's, it makes me proud to do what I do. And, and it's like a nice little, I mean, who needs a trophy or a treat or a pat on the back or some bullshit like little package that has like a, like a healthcare pen in it that looks like a syringe and some tootsie rolls and a little ball and some a squishy ball to squeeze and a freaking coloring book you know that's the type i wish i were kidding for like nurses week here you're appreciated here you go here's the coloring book you could take that coloring book and give me five dollars instead of a package full of bullshit and i would be much happier give me a gift card I can spend on groceries. But anyways, I digress. It is nice to have little little uh, reminders that people care. Especially when, you know, they're in their roughest time that they can still look out and, you know, and be happy with what you did for them. But yeah, so, I'm, you know, got a compliment, happy... Uh, from a happy patient, happy customer, and that, you know, basically like a five-star rating through a nurse that he knows, so she could have been much more critical. And yet she was kind and very grateful and appreciative and had a lot of good things to say, so that really made, that went a long ways. But one of said patients that was admitted was a particularly interesting case a gentleman that an older gentleman had somehow come into contact with his chainsaw while trying to cut some wood and damn near severed his entire hand and he was as nice as could be you know they sewed it back on and connected tendons back together and did what they could to make sure it was in perfect condition but I'm glad I didn't see the pictures but either way, you know, here's like little things of my job. Here's, here's one task that's passed off to me. They say, okay, we have to make sure that he doesn't wiggle his fingers. This order just came in straight from the doctor. His tendons were sewn back together and reconnected, and he has to let give it time to let them heal without flexing or wiggling his fingers in any way. So this hand, while in a cast, has to remain perfectly still or else he risks snapping the tendons inside that are sewn together or tied together. I mean, freaking modern science, like crazy. I mean, what would they done, you know, a couple hundred years? Probably just take it off. I mean, they'd probably just, well, there's only about two inches of skin. It will go whap. You know, there you go, fixed. Ah! Nowadays, it's, you know, they take you in and they knock you out. Yeah, good night, sweet prince. Let me repair you. And then they just squish that back on there and, you know, start, you know, maybe sterilize a little bit, clean it up, start sewing things back together. You know, this artery is connected to this artery. This tendon pulls to this tendon. I mean, can you, oh. Just think about that. That's, oh, oh boy. 
but he was a nice guy. Talked to me about all kinds of stuff, namely 3D printing and I mean, when you're in your 60s and you're you're delving into 3D printing, I've got respect for you. That is some technical work. Granted, even in a beginner category, it's, I mean, I'd probably have a hard time figuring it out, and I'm in my 30s. But this guy is a very interesting character. You know, when you're curious about life and have fun hobbies and interesting things to do, I mean, that's great. Because... You, if you're lucky enough to retire for a while before you die in this day and age, you better sure as hell have something to do or you're going to go crazy if you've been working your whole life. Maybe not so much in the generations to come, but the older generations, I think they need it. I think maybe we all kind of do. We need to keep our minds busy. Because idle hands do the devil's diddling or whatever that saying is. It is good to keep your mind busy. Heck, even if you're just cleaning up and doing stuff, listen to a podcast or like have a video playing in the background. You know, you can learn something. There's all kinds of cool stuff. What do you like? You know? Heck, I I hand coloring books to patients all the damn time. And, you know, recently started, I got a big old huge pack of Sharpies on sale at Christmas at Walmart for nothing. Every stinking color of the rainbow and the cosmic sparkly ones too. And I mean, heck, I I got a Harry Potter book full of complex little shapes and patterns. It's a little silly, you know, because I'm an adult. It's, you know, I like Harry Potter, even though it's become extremely overblown. But you know, this cool little coloring book, you start scrolling away at that, trying to stay within the lines, take your time and... It's a really good like mindfulness meditation exercise. You can really think a lot. You don't really have to do anything. I mean, the simple task of staying inside the lines isn't exactly, you know, back-breaking, mind-bending work. But it's fun. And it's okay to take some time to yourself, for yourself. But regardless, you know... I think it's just crazy. Another another thing that's been really pervasive in my thoughts lately is that, damn, I wanted to motorcycle again. I used to have a motorcycle, you know, for years. There's a few, maybe. I mean, I had a dirt bike when I was a kid. You know, that's a whole other story. I rode all over the stinking place on one of those. And then got my motorcycle license when I was maybe like in my mid-twenties. Had that for a few years, and I, I had a Honda Shadow, and I just loved that thing. But, you know, alas, was not meant to be for certain circumstances took her away from me. Oh, for the best, honestly. Because as I keep thinking, oh man, I, I'd like me a Honda CBR 500, you know, I could, oh, I'd save so much money in this day and age with how damn expensive gas is. But then I remember, oh yeah, it's like freaking signs from the heavens above. Oh, hello, sir. Oh, look at the, oh, motorcycle accident. Oh, cool. Oh, hello, sir. Oh, another motorcycle accident. Cool. One guy accidentally 
ran off the road and jumped his bike up an embankment, landed face first on the ground, and his bike landed on top of him. I mean, that's a lot of weight to land on your body. He's lucky he's alive. The other guy went down hard going pretty fast, busted his ankle all to hell, knees are all skinned up, wrists broken, heads jarred so hard he can barely see straight, concussion, with a helmet on. I mean, you know, there's a point where we all gotta take a step back and realize this is reality. I mean, you may think you know. Do you? There's some pretty rough shit out there. Especially you get hurt. And damn. I mean, it's not sunshine and daisies. That ain't this, you know. Basically, we're just basically big old water balloons with the frame. We think we're tough. We're not tough. I mean, we just come apart in an instant. You got somebody going, you know, however fast. I mean, movies are movies. That's one thing. Special effects and stunts and everything else. When you take real life stunts, when your body's on the line, I don't think we want to mess with those odds. Our bodies versus a bullet projectile? It's like soft butter, you know? So, here's a little safety dad tip. Don't be a fucking idiot. I love riding motorcycles as, ne- as much as the next person, but look at how crazy it is out there anymore. You know, you do your thing, you live your life, and you enjoy it. I mean, I get it. You're out there, freaking wind's blowing all over, you know, you're cool in the sunshine, and it's just fun, wide open, and that baby in fifth gear, etc., etc. Until you see a teenager up ahead of you, head bobbing up and down, and they cut over and, you know, pull right in front of you, and you go over their hood, going however, you know, you go 50, 60 miles an hour, run into somebody that cuts across in front of you dead. I mean, you might survive. But have you ever had a broken bone? What about a whole side of your ribs all shattered? What about a chest tube punched into your lung because it collapsed and it's filling with fluid? You know, what about your brain rattled back and forth inside of your head so fucking hard? It's like getting hit by 10 linebackers from every direction at once right in your face. I mean, when we smack our heads, there ain't like a soft, protective, squishy memory foam coating inside of our skull. Our squishy, just tofu-ass brain is just bouncing around in there like pinball. Ding, 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 ding. And what that does to you is not good. I mean, look at, you look, okay. Look at Muhammad Ali. I'm pretty sure that, you know, I think it's, what is it, CTE? You, You get a concussion over and over and over again. It starts to really add up. You get in a wreck. I mean, that's life changing if you hit your head. You fall down life-changing if you hit your head hard enough 
Here's another one to think about. Get in a fight. Guess what half the stinking people I see is some drunk dude talking shit. And this guy, what's up, bro? You talking shit? Punches him, falls off the stool, and hits his head. Now he's in my care for a goddamn month because some asshole couldn't turn the other way. You know? People don't think about consequences like that. What if that guy that he just knocked off the stool is probably going to sue him, you know, for at least medical bills, which are going to be exorbitant because he's been unconscious in the hospital on basically life support and a coma because he's got encephalopathy, his brain's swollen up. So, I mean, like, I could go on and on and on. Safety, dad. Let's get our shit together. We're all adults here. Hopefully. Gosh. Anyways. Life's insane, but it's all good. It's meant to be enjoyed. You know, we don't have to be terrified every step we take, but, you know, we should probably look down at what we're stepping on and maybe look left and right, make sure something at high velocity isn't about to collide with our flesh shell that we dwell within. That's one responsibility. Watching out for ourselves. I mean, you look on the internet, look on Reddit. You spend 10 minutes on there, you're probably going to see someone getting run over or something. I've seen some shit on there. But it's all good. Life's about positivity. It's about helping your fellow man. It's about, you know, having controlled, intelligent discussions when it comes to abrasive topics. Because there's a lot of them in the, you know, out there nowadays, especially lately. Having to do with uh, women's choices with their own body and things of that nature. But we don't have to go there at the moment. There's some real bad shit out there. So we have to try and remember to fight that with good. We cannot let ourselves get down from everything around us because... Look at the news. These guys make money by getting fear instilled in everyone and just smacking that fucking collective beehive over and over again. Get everybody riled up. And they just see big money signs. But the reverberating effects is that all these old people and all this bullshit that they keep seeing forms strong opinions. And usually it's not even true. And it's all just a bunch of bullshit. So we all need to just calm down and remember that everything's going to be okay. We don't have to act like sheep and follow everybody else around us. We can make our own decisions. And we can, they can be good ones. They can be kind decisions. We don't have to rise up and meet people at their level if they're being negative. So I'll just be careful out there. And at the same time, enjoy ourselves. Alright, I'm going to get off of here. I'm going to go find a Tums and see if I can get some sleep. Thanks for listening to me ramble about a bunch of BS. Hope you guys have a good day. Truly. I mean, go enjoy it. Go live your life. Present is important. we got to stay absorbed in it and mindful that here and now is where we're at and the past is the past, the future is the future, but right now is where we're absorbing and enjoying. 
Let's take a big deep breath. And then go enjoy yourself. All right. Bye now.